What's up, what's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this is yet another episode of Reality Bites, your home for your favorite audio review channel. That's right. Uh, we usually take clips or anything that we pretty much find entertaining from the timeline, and uh, we'll do a review. We'll talk about it. We'll kind of give our take on it. Today was a little different. Um, for a good period of time, I always saw people having the this kind of broad conversation about Britney Spears' life situation and i didn't know what was going on to be honest like i first started seeing conversation during the pandemic and i didn't quite understand what i was seeing when i first saw it it was just comments it was people saying free britney i remember there was like a whole movement i was trying to figure out what happened i'm looking through social media i'm seeing the weirdest posts and trying to piece it together by myself i still ended up confused so Eventually, I was like, you know what? They put out two documentaries. Let me actually sit down, watch the documentaries, and figure out what happened. Not going to lie, 20 to 25 minutes into the first documentary I was watching, still had no answers. I was more confused than even when I began, and I was just getting angry. Now, hmm. luckily, 10 minutes later, certain things started falling into place for me. And I, I felt like we should have a conversation just about this situation because I can't be the only person who, A, was, un, who was not knowledgeable about this, and B, would find this highly fucking disturbing. Yeah. So, without further ado, today I'm joined by my right-hand man. Shame the dream. And we are also joined by... Hi, guys. My name is Ari. And Ari is uh, a special guest today for an actual specific reason. Go ahead and tell everybody what you do. I guess your long resume. Yeah, so... As you said, long resume, I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades, but I'm a junior talent agent. Um, I work over at We The Future in the music department, and I think what gives me the biggest insight with this specific situation uh, is my work as an artist manager. Um, what I'll preface this with is that Brittany's team and her family failed her, and um, they became the thing that they were supposed to protect her from. Just me having my experience with artist management, I can really pinpoint, you know, the, those specific things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation. I'm excited to bring um, not only my, my industry insights, but my, my insights as a, as a woman. And, yeah, I'm excited to get into this. Most deaf. Now, to start this off, the first thing I want to do... Um, the big word surrounding all of this is conservatorship. Mm. And defining that is, is, I think, the best place to start now. A conservatorship is a legal status where the court appoints a person to manage the financial and personal affairs of a minor or an incapacitated person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The reason why this confused me, and I guess we'll start from the beginning of the story, when I thought of somebody like looking over somebody's estate, usually it's a situation where somebody either, you know, has lost their faculties. This is somebody who can't work anymore, can't, you know, figure out right from wrong, things of that nature. They have certain types of mental illness or you see people in a vegetative state. And I remember. Like thinking back, I, I had a um, not my grandfather, but my stepdad's father. So whatever the hell that title is. Um, he had dementia and I remember seeing like when you see somebody to kind of deteriorate to that point clearly they need somebody to make decisions for them so in my mind I'm like okay 
what the hell happened to the at one point the number one pop star in the world mm-hmm. to have her take a left turn and become that in her 30s yeah um just to hone in on that while this was all happening we have a whole tour going on and a whole a whole album coming out where Britney is choreographing everything she wrote the album she is the creative director of everything and um you can see very clearly one of the things that that you mentioned is work she's working her ass off during this period of time mm-hmm. and um really like i'm sure we'll get into it more but there was a lot of um illegal activity going on here in terms of forging of medical documents foul shit that yeah. allowed for this to happen mm-hmm. um if there was doctors with integrity that were working on this case who didn't have you know their pockets being lined by her her unfortunately her family this probably would have never happened but yeah it, it's crazy and it's very clear that she was not in a state where she couldn't care for herself this was something that was unfortunately very um very well orchestrated yeah they did it behind her back you know like to like jump in on that like that was the crazy thing first of all she was under the conservatorship while she was doing that tour mm-hmm. uh, her her final tour before you know we stopped hearing from Brittany. now what was the name of that project uh it should have been blackout i believe yes. it was yes. It, yes. It, like i believe it was one blackout. of her biggest if not the biggest album that she has yeah and it happened at a bad time because Britney was, you know, she was already like, you know, one of the top pop stars and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And after that tour, you know how it goes. She was probably about to go to a whole nother level or whatever because Britney's been dope for years. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So no telling what what could have been if this didn't happen. In terms of the strategy, I mean, it was the, the perfect plan. Yeah. You have a woman who just went through divorce, mm-hmm. is about to go through a custody battle, which for a woman that's a very difficult mm-hmm. situation and you're very vulnerable. And then she's at one of the biggest heights of her career where she's making Millions. money that Millions. <laughs> bigger than, mil- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. the to be perfect- honest, she was garnering billions. She was yeah. probably her take was millions. Exactly. But mm-hmm. she was pulling in billions of dollars. And did you see the if- dad's breakdown of what he was getting paid from her fucking tour? Dog? Yeah. Like that's nuts. When son, so from the top, Sorry. like, because we we gotta we gotta remember that this isn't a normal, just singer, mm-hmm. that we're talking about. This was somebody who pretty much was the nineties, yeah, in the two thousands. Yeah. Like this Absolutely. was somebody who sold over one hundred and fifty million records. Mm-hmm. This was somebody who hard copies. Mm-hmm. This is we're not talking oh, strings. Britney was that. Britney was her hard for copies show. for sure. Gotta so we're talking about somebody who had the same choreographers and the same team and the same people working for her as people like Michael Jackson. She had the, she was sharing dancers with Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like when you're looking at somebody to that height, the way that the way that this came across to me, it felt like a heist, mm. and that's the best way that I could put it. Like I felt that. They watched and they abused the fact that she was becoming estranged with the family. She was pulling away. She didn't like a lot of their behaviors. A lot of people felt entitled to all the money that she made. Mm-hmm. And they were looking at the behaviors that she was, uh, the things that she was doing as the, 
And let's be clear. The things that she was doing, whether it be partying, whether it be hanging out with certain people or whatever, these are normal 20-year-old activities. These are things that, to be honest, if that's what qualifies for a conservatorship, there'd be a ton of conservatorships happening to mm-hmm. to the Abs- left and right absolutely. to a lot of people. Absolutely. And- she had a pill like, you know, she was doing she was on a pill phase whatever the case may be and all and even that most uh, artists that they were you know, fed to funny. her. You know what's funny? I was going to say like, but she didn't even know. She, I found that out. I didn't even know she didn't even know and that's what caused or started the addiction. Now, I don't know what's fact or fiction of her trying to shit on her own and mm-hmm. then somebody just oversupplied her one day, but whatever the case may be, they added on to it when they served her that, it's you know It's definitely saying? Just to touch on it, because this is an issue in the industry in general and with labels and with teams, a lot of the times people will feed their clients drugs to keep them happy and keep them, but not even happy, keep them productive. Yeah, keep them productive, keep them sedated. They're feeding her stimulants because she's on a whole bunch of tours, she's in and out of rehearsals, in and out of the studio. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, when she got with Anand, who was the... um, the paparazzi that she ended up getting with. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he was up with her for three, four days at a time. Yeah. And was realizing, like, oh, So shit. let's talk about that. So one of the things that led to the conservatorship, because let's take this piece by piece. Let's mm-hmm. start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We know who she was. We know where she was in her career. She was about to lead her biggest tour. This is one of the biggest pop stars in history getting ready to lead her biggest tour, who is dating... A paparazzi person. Now, the the fact that she decided to make the decision to date that guy already was throwing people off. People were already upset. And mind you, this is her after already dating a background dancer who was Kevin Federline, KFET. Now, mm-hmm. people looked at her behavior and in their minds, they're like, because she's not doing the things that we expect her to do, she's losing it. Mm-hmm. They called her crazy. They said that... You know, she was losing it. She was just falling in love with any guy that she met. And that's what they looked at this guy as. Just a, mm-hmm. just a nobody. Yeah. Now, him joining her world, being around her, spending that time with her, he started to realize certain things. I remember watching the documentary, and one of the first things that he said was he learned the difference between what you think the media is and what the media really is. Mm-hmm. The media started to paint him as a villain because of the fact that he wasn't who people wanted Britney to be with. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to draw a comparison. Recently, we've seen this with A$AP. Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. For sure. mm-hmm. You already knew where I was going. Absolutely. See, ASAP Rocky, star in his own mm-hmm. right, somebody who is very well-known, very well-established, somebody who's done very well for themselves, mm-hmm. set up generational wealth, because he got with somebody who's seen as, quote-unquote, America's sweetheart, mm-hmm. Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Him getting with Rihanna made him now a bum in the eyes of the people because mm-hmm. the, you're seen as, no, you're, you were cool, but you can't stand next to her. Mm-hmm. We don't want you with her. It put a bullseye on him. It put a, a bullseye on him, and it made him, even in the eyes of people who maybe a few weeks earlier, were, these were women that were calling him attractive. These mm-hmm. are women that were fans of his. Mm-hmm. These are people who've listened to his music. These are people who, who literally le- legitimately loved his craft. Because he stood in her light, all of a sudden, that painting is different. 
Hmm. You can't do that. We don't want you to do that because we don't want you two together. A similar thing that we've seen with Damson Idris from Snowfall. Hmm. Damson Idris is right now a guy that a lot of women find attractive, find him extremely attractive, talk about him on social media. He's getting all his flowers consistently. Yeah. He post he posted a picture in a relationship with a woman who's just a normal woman. Nothing but negativity under it. Yeah. And she is seen as you don't deserve to be with him. They don't even look good together. All these different things because it's easy to paint that narrative. People come up with celebrities are like um, people's personal soap opera. Yeah. That's a good way to put the it. The celebrities' lives are people's personal soap opera. So they do this thing where because they consume your product, whether it be your music, whether it be your podcast, whether it be your, your whatever it is that you do, TV show, movie, they feel like they know you. They feel like mm-hmm. they have a personal attachment to who you are. Yeah. So when you deviate from the script and you deviate from what they want you to be, it's one of two things. Either A, they need somebody to blame, mm. or B, they need to pity you because there's something wrong with you. Mm. So that's the beginning of this situation. Her dating him after dating Kevin Federline, people are like, okay, clearly she's nuts. Well, getting married to Kevin. Getting married to Kevin in the first place. And having children. And then going through a divorce. And, like, I feel like I think what people saw was a vulnerable woman who was being taken advantage of. Yeah. You know, they saw a woman who just went through a divorce. And, honestly, with the optics, I understand it. Kevin Federline was America's dirtbag. He was he was a he was a punching bag. Mm. He was a punchline for a lot of comics back then. He was like he, he was pop culture. I remember you would watch TV shows and they make K Fed jokes. There was Absolutely. like he was a household name for all the wrong reasons. Mm. And at that time, her going through that breakup. There's a clip in the documentary where they show that there's a, a talk show host who announced that Britney Spears and everyone was and so they were cheering excited. and they were cheering they yep. were they were cheering hallelujahs so he, and shit exactly so in their eyes they're like Britney is finally free of this dirt bag she can finally move on with her life this and that so when you're the next guy to date her mm-hmm. and Screw they me. see you as you're you're broke compared to Britney mm-hmm. and you're a paparazzi and you're a paparazzi yeah <laughs> yeah you know being a paparazzi is worse than having no job it kind of is a, a lot worse in terms because of, you look like the gold digger you're the male gold digger exactly yeah. especially when i mean and this is post the, diana this is post princess diana and <laughs> <laughs> the relationship i feel like we have to we have to look at this um for what it is i mean this is someone who before their relationship was using her for work was making money yeah, off of sure. her likeness to, you know exactly and the only reason that they became close to each other is because he was a decent paparazzi yeah he was a good guy to her he spoke you to know, her he treated he her he would like help a, her human, out yeah. you know if she was in a jam in terms of what was going on and she became um when you're not even a I mean, I think ha- being a woman has something to do with it. But when you're a person who is going through 
something like that where there are only people around you who don't want to help you at all, who are actually making your life harder by doing their job, and then there's this one person who is actually helping you out, that can be a very moving thing. Yeah, you become vulnerable to You know, exactly. So I don't necessarily... The truth is, going back to what you were talking about with parasocial relationships, you know, and and people thinking that we know things when none of us really know. um, Any of these people. Yeah, any of these people and what... um, the the specifically about their relationship what the truth is what what the love was there what any of that so i can't say anything on that for sure but it's it's all about the optics the optics of the situation and what and what we can draw from it and um i do i understand where she was coming from in in feeling like i said having a situation where everyone is making your life harder and then there's this one person who who's actually willing to help you out when you are in this vulnerable place of of feeling alone and all these things. So continuing the timeline, we got the tour. Mm-hmm. Tour is building at this point. This mm-hmm. is post K Fed. This is post uh, the uh, divorce. She meets somebody. She feels comfortable with him. She starts dating him. Now, all while this is happening, her father is mounting up. Now, the weird part about all of this, because you start to think, how do we get to a point where a grown woman is unable to make her own decisions, mm-hmm. unable to choose what she wants to do, unable to go left and right, all, mm-hmm. all these things? You have to prove that she is completely incapable of making these decisions. Yep. Now, while she's working and while she's doing these things, her father is amassing untold wealth because i remember when they were talking about the cuts that he was getting from her music from her tours and he's using this to build these relationships Mm -hmm. with people who are medical professionals and he's playing the role of the concerned father in order to get them to give him the control of her entire estate Mm -hmm. first thing that i start to think of is with this paperwork, like in order for somebody to sit down and let's say, I don't know, I have uh, I, I forged some papers saying that I have some sort of disease or some sort mm-hmm. of cancer or some sort of anything. What I'm trying to figure out is how is there not a way to challenge this? Boom. Like, how is this shit legal? I don't interrupt. It's, my, it, my whole, the whole time I'm watching what I was watching, like we all watched, I was like, how is this shit legal? Well, here's the thing. But I'll I know it's that, legal to do the conservative shit, but how this happened, mm-hmm. how is that legal? How and how, and how can't this go to litigation? I can answer that. I can answer that, and that'll lead us more to, I guess, a clearer light of what I'm yeah. asking. Okay, so how it's legal, how it's possible. First, it's not, mm-hmm. as far as legal. Yeah. They did not go through legal means. What they did was they got doctors who were willing to sign off on things that were not true mm-hmm. to do psych evals and, and pretty much give her the diagnosis that they wanted yep. mm-hmm. as the result. That's how. If you look at the behavior of the one um, um, psychiatric the, professional. The dude, with the, mm. the dude mm-hmm. with the Mario, the thick yeah. mustache, he, he I, I, before you even cook, he told on himself, rather he realized it or not, depending on who the start The way he started behaving. He said, I'm not going to verify that I yep. did anything. I'm what not, I'm not even going to verify that I even met her. Mm-hmm. So you verified it to me at least 
you verified that you you had something to do with you know something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The behavior of him, the the fact that the other medical professionals, their names are super duper hidden through different court means and all these different situations. Mm-hmm. This is the one of the craziest cover-ups I've ever seen in my life. And then and one, one lawyer, of the scariest situations. And then and then with the lawyer situation, didn't one lawyer say they're not going to support her dad, but the other one stayed or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the lawyers for the father even quit. He felt, he, f- he felt dirty. Doing yeah, he it. felt dirty. And the other dude stayed with it or yeah. whatever. Okay. And that's, and that's the thing about this situation where <clears throat> he's lucky. And I'm going to tell you this, her father was playing chess and here's where all of these things come together. What do lawyers, psychiatrists and doctors have in common? confidentiality Mm. now when it comes to confidentiality i could tell my attorney pretty much anything and he can't share it without my consent without my explicit consent and even then there's a limit to the way that he's able to talk about it without losing his license and and facing possible prison time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so hypothetically in this situation what her father did Hiring the attorneys, getting the, the the doctored paper at work up together, doing all this different stuff to try to set her up. Even though his attorney quit on him and bounced, that attorney can't snitch on him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. By law. By law. He's safe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even though he's he's doing all this dirty work with these doctors, the fact that they agreed, they're already tied in, so they're not going to snitch on themselves. But let's say they do get a conscience later on. They still can't tell yep. because they can't say what happened in the middle yeah, of any type of eval, whether it's positive or not. And what I what I think is, you know, towards the end of because I'm I think we're talking about the same documentary and to, towards the end of that documentary, you see um, the chick from the Rolling Stones gets mm-hmm. a huge, huge file. And I yep. think that. Oh, shorty one with the tattoos, lawyers, right? Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, think yeah. one of those lawyers, you know, is the one who anonymous, anonymously sent that in. And um, just to touch on, like, the legality and how did this happen and how did the doctors, la-da-da-da-da, what, what Reggie said is absolutely right. Like, went through these, you know, uh, just shitty means, mm-hmm. utilized the capital that he had to get to get these documents, and then once... Once you take that to court and you get that conservatorship, Brittany had did not have the ability to have her own counsel at that point. So even because those those documents were forged and because it went through, that's it shut everything down in terms of her being able to to speak for herself. Now, there's um, one thing. Another thing that I learned is that there are people who specifically deal with just conservatorship cases and Mm -hmm. just consistently deal with conservatorships. The, the insight from, from the, the professional uh, conservator where he spoke about it was very illuminating to me. Because one of the things that he said was, out of every case that he's ever worked, and he's been in that, that field, he said 30 years or something like something. that? Something. Yeah. This is unique. He said, none of his clients have ever been able to hold a job. Mm-hmm. None of his clients have ever been able to uh, actually like do things for themselves. Conservatorship is not just for somebody who makes bad decisions. 
conservatorship is usually for somebody who is in a vegetative state. Somebody who is exactly completely and totally incompetent yeah. with it's I not that they rather, make bad decisions, they cannot they can, make decisions. Exactly. You know? So the scary part about that, and I think where she got stuck is there's never been a need before for laws for people in conservatorships to mm. be able to defend themselves because mm. They're people who can't defend themselves. Yeah. You, you never, we, we've never had to write those laws yeah. because it's for like it's kind of like making laws for. Conceptually, the idea is you are a person who literally cannot say yes or no, mm. so that person isn't gonna fight you. Mm-hmm. Correct. So those laws can't be are kind of obsolete. Exactly. Yeah. They got now. We're, about that. Like this now. is the first time we've seen a situation like this where somebody is placed under conservatorship who literally has their faculties. They can speak, they can walk, they can defend themselves. We've never seen this before. And I think a lot of it got to do with the, you know, the a lot of, you know, the the money that mm-hmm. that that Brittany brings in for this to be able to even be pulled off cuz normally I'm mm-hmm. sure the people who do conservatives are like, you know, middle of America people like that, yeah. you know what I'm saying, as far as how, whatever they make. There's mm-hmm. probably cases with riches involved, but I'm saying this is a unique one yeah, where yeah. somebody is mm-hmm. wealthy, pretty yeah. much, you know what I'm saying? And a, and a celebrity superstar at that, so you know what I mean? I mean, that's... One thing I want to talk about is her yeah. mind state. So, yeah. con- continuously going forward, um, when her father declared... In literally in 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 the middle of a situation where she was out with her her boyfriend, that not only did he want her home immediately, but he told he told her boyfriend that I'm Brittany now, mm-hmm. which is the most narcissistic statement ever. But to announce the conservatorship that way and pretty much tell him, no, I'm now Britney Spears, which means I have the say so over whether she's mm-hmm. able to be anywhere or not, and technically. Because she has no say so, I can say that you kidnapped her. Bring her home right now. Yeah, he's evil, bro. That man is crazy. He's evil, bro. And we also have to think about, I mean, Jamie Spears wasn't even in Britney's life before this. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that too. I I had no idea. Was a drunk who just, and then, but you know, one of the... And I mean, we're getting into, for me, I'm getting into a different topic now. But when you start bringing other people's addictions into things, you know, people who are addicted to to alcohol, drugs, whatever it may be, you have a certain, you're a smart motherfucker at getting what you want. Oh, yeah. At getting what you, and you will go to the, to the lengths of the world and Jamie wanted his money, what he deemed to be his money. And um, th- that's to me, that's a big part of of where I don't know if um, I think at the basis of it, I don't think that Jamie is a good person in general, but I think Absolutely that his addiction not. has something to do with this. No, of course, he was an alcoholic for sure, but he seemed like a he was smart enough and well thought of thought of enough to know what he was doing was fine. He didn't give a shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And And I'm disappointed in the mom. For mm. sticking by that, for, you know yeah, what I'm saying? She probably challenged him behind closed doors, but come on, she at the end of the day, but she stood we, by it. We don't know, and and I'm. I know this, we don't. That's I'm why say I said also that. This, also this. At the end of the day, she too stood many by people it. were complicit. 
what bothers me about this situation is the same thing that bothers me. It's the same thing that bothers me about the R. Kelly situation. It's Mm. the same thing that bothers me about so many other situations where there's not one villain. There's that one villain in order to pull this off. It took so many people cooperating and not just cooperating once cooperating for a longer period of time for years. So, this you you see what this man is doing, and you see that he's doing this on a continuous basis, and you guys are not helping her for what you know. But the, <laughs> but that's the thing. When he had the money and he yeah. became Britney, because that's what that was that was his thing that he kept saying, "I'm Britney." He was moving like he had shooters, bro. I'm yeah. gonna be honest. He was but moving because like, of the like kind that. of money that he was making. These people, their livelihood depended on him. Mm-hmm. Standing mm-hmm. against him, also. There's no legal precedence to to actually be able to fight him mm-hmm. because Britney can't technically have a, a client patient uh, uh, relationship, yeah. which is crazy. The conservatorship yeah. was a dictatorship, yeah. like over her, Absolutely. over over, over her over life, every, oh, her everything, her, her life, her body, her everything. everything. Yeah, and it's one of those things, like you know, in the music industry, unfortunately. It may not be on this scale, but these are the things that happen. These are the things that happen. You know, people, the, and it, a lot of it goes back to the world that we live in and the fact that if you don't have money, you know, you're fucked. And, and yeah. when when your uh, your livelihood depends on someone else, you, you act a certain way and, and you, you, know, you fall in line. You fall in line. And... Um, is another thing about people wanting to keep up appearances and lifestyles and making sure that and fear. You know, a lot of people fear confrontation. Like, well, that's the thing. Sometimes when doing the right thing equals having to deal with an unpleasant situation, whether mm-hmm. it be fighting somebody, whether it be there's a lot of people who just can't do it. That's and it's too. not it's not like you think he'll kill you or anything. Some people just buckle and they're like, I just I'm just going to mind my business. Yeah. And that's what and and that's how these things end up happening. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this situation and even like, yes, she's not somebody who actually has dementia or actually has. But after whether it be the pills that they were feeding her, the things that they've done to her over the years, then I'm not, one thing that I thought about while watching this was the Khalif Browder story. Mm-hmm. Wow. When you isolate someone for long enough mm-hmm. and you take away their ability to communicate with the outside world. And you think about not only A, the level of isolation that she went through, B, the way that she was reduced in humanity to somebody who she had to ask for permission to get food and wait sometimes Mm -hmm. 20 to 30 minutes for a yes just to be able to go get food. Permission Mm -hmm. to drive your own car. Permission to drive her own car. There was a scene in the documentary. That, that fucked me up. There was man. a scene in the documentary yeah. where they had to get in a van and go to, like, they, they drove off to this uh, specific place in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. just to give her the right to drive her car for 30 minutes. Yep. That was tough, yo. Yeah. When you reduce somebody to that, it's going to change them forever. And what mm-hmm. I think about is like when you have those friends who go to jail and they come out institutionalized, the Britney Spears of today is not the Britney Spears of 13 years ago. Nope. You can see it in her 
that she's been institutionalized. Mm-hmm. What they did to her was that's torture. Mm-hmm. That's sadistic. There's so many levels to the ways that they broke this person Mm. that to me, honestly, it was probably one of the most disgusting things that I ever sat and watched. And and that that dude, man, her her pops is that's the devil incarnate. Mm. He's evil. To do that for a check is nuts to me. And to do that, especially for a check that you were already getting Mm. is another level of nuts. Now, question. Um. With it being a documentary out, is there any type of way that this could be pieced well, and mean, taken somewhere? Well, here's the thing. The good news is she's out of the conservatorship mm-hmm. at this point. God bless. We know she that. Has, she has you know, the ability to run her own life. Mm-hmm. Now, what she does with that, I don't know. I'll say this. As, as somebody who was dealing with that for 13 years, I feel like right now what she's focused on is enjoying herself. She's already yeah. she she's in her relationship with her dude. She's pregnant. She got a kid on the way or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think the oh, last she news a baby? That, yeah, and, okay. and and she she's focused on living mm-hmm. her life and being happy. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I hope, and this is some wild shit to say, but I hope that vengeful bone in her body kicks in a little bit after <laughs> she done rested a little while. Nah, mm-hmm. I hope because they need to fry his bum ass. But here's the they thing: need to fry him, you bro. need her to do it. Yeah. She got to be the one to do it. Well, she got to be the face to do it. Absolutely. But, because right now, it seems like she's so tired. She's so done with it. She's so happy to be gone. She's happy to be out. She's like, I don't give a fuck what they got going on. And she's moving on from it. I could understand. I understand that. I respect that. But I want that motherfucker to fry. I want that nigga to fry, yeah. man. And I feel like. I hate that. I, I think what I, I think you want is going to happen. Truly. I think. As you said, she's focusing on her newfound freedom right now and the fact that she is a 40-year-old woman who is just now having the ability to make her own decisions to, you know, and she's definitely in that right now. And that's where she needs to be, truthfully. She she needs to live in that. Um, But listening to her testimony, I don't think she will ever, you know, forgive I don't think she'll ever forgive. And I think that once some time passes and she's comfortable and she has her confidence is back as a human, I think that that's going to, there are going to be more court cases after this. And I think there are going to be things that happen because. I'm hoping she's having intense therapy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping they're working her out of this. I'm like, yeah. Yo, she had less rights than a prisoner. She wasn't mm-hmm. able to make phone calls. She had to sneak and make phone calls off yep. of like different workers' phones that that like got cool with her. Once she got cool with them, she would surf the internet on their phone, look up things, call people. Those were the only times she was able to talk to the outside world. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And this is and from observing this whole situation is what made me like look into it cuz as fans are just knowing about Britney the normal Britney before the conservatorship and then she's coming back outside recently, you know, the internet making fun of her and obviously she's a little socially awkward and mm-hmm. it's different now, but it made me want to look at like, yo, what really happened or whatever, get into why we got into this conversation and, you know, we should do what you want, but people should be more sensitive to the situation or look into it before you cast judgment on how you want to mm-hmm. just say, oh, Britney's crazy and stuff like that, like that type of stuff. I'm not the you know the, the the perfect person or nothing to to get into that type of stuff, but I just think 
if you're a fan of somebody or something like that, look into it. Look, yeah. if you are a fan of of the person, at least do that person by right by them and look into what happened before just saying, "Oh, she's crazy now." And yeah. and and rocking with that cuz it's a it's it's a lot behind that when you when you look into it. Mhm. Yeah, and um absolutely. Unfortunately, the court of public opinion is very um unforgiving. Mm-hmm. And um people don't people don't want to do that research, you know what I mean? And you know, I like like Reggie said, I hope that therapy is there. I hope mm-hmm. that she is surrounded with people who are empowering her right now. And to be honest, like I'm glad mm-hmm. that Brittany, you know, she's on social media because she has the agency to do so now, but truthfully, I don't think she needs to be looking at any of the shit. Yeah, I don't I think that's the last thing that she needs is you social know? media. Yeah, right. The rest of us who've been outside for thirteen years, it's hurting us. What I, I say is, somebody she should. Right. Yeah, somebody should be in her ear though, because some of the first time she was coming out, you know, she was doing that, getting on camera, doing the yeah, sexual yeah, yeah. stuff and all that. That's her decision. So yeah. somebody, she does need the right people and the right support system to help her. I know you want attention and stuff because you haven't had it in so long, but. Be careful about how you go yeah. about it for your own sanity, for the for your for your yeah. own good. And you, you know don't want I mean? people playing with whatever it is that you put out there. That's because yeah, she might nice. think it's harmful, but she got to think of you know the court of public opinion and being away for yeah. so long. So before you come out doing that, if you feel that's your normalcy, you know, be careful about it. You know, what I'm saying go about it in maybe a more strategic way. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, she needs people around who are going to help her navigate life right now. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Most you know, most mm-hmm. in the most. Like in in every single way, right? So before we close out, um, there is one thing that I did want to bring up. Um, I don't know the details of what's happening with Wendy Williams and her money situation. Mm. Is she healthy too? By the way, before you we don't say know. whatever no. we say, we yeah. don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know any details. Okay. We don't like okay, we don't know, know anything right going now. On. Okay, but I'll say this: what I'm hearing, a lot of what I'm hearing, is sounding very close to this. And it's sounding like uh, her ex-husband, Kelvin Hunter, is trying to do a lot of the very Jamie-esque things to Wendy Williams and her Mm, money. But he's trying to get get back if that's the case. And the... Mm. I hope that as a hip-hop community, we can forgive her her trespasses and stand behind her to rally behind her if it's going the way that I think it's going. Nasty work for sure. And again, it's not I'm not siding with nobody, but you can see what's going on. If if what you're saying from observing because I don't know nothing about this by the way. But I'm saying he probably getting his get back for the public humiliation that she did. He deserved, but it don't make it right. But he deserved he was the public, a dirt bag too. I was gonna say he, he deserved the public too. That's why I said let me preface myself. That's why I said let me preface myself or whatever. But either way like you said, I hope we rally, you know, people rally together to support her to not let this type of shit happen again. Most deaf, most deaf. And and being clear, I, I mean, the guy is is a roach of the industry. And he's done so many things to so many people and harmed so many people. And these aren't even <clears throat> allegations at this point. A lot of it's confirmed. There's video. There's a lot of crazy things that this man has done. And you would have thought that after what went down, he would have kind of took the took his money took his settlement and just went and chilled but for him to try to pull what is what it looks like is happening because 
the last headline that I saw was literally that she has no access to her own money and she's fighting to prove she's yeah. At this point that she is fighting to prove that she should have access to her money and not him. Yeah. Damn. It sounds like the same recipe. It's literally building up. It's, it's having literally early Britney headlines. Mm -hmm. So hopefully as a community, hip hop has a forgiving heart when it comes to, Wendy Williams and you know we were able to look past a lot of the things that she said and done to people and stand against this shit because I'll say this Wendy ain't the most liked motherfucker and for, 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 for a lot of very reasonable reasons yeah. for sure but we don't got yeah. humanity no well not even just humanity for me uh. it's also the lesser of two evils let's be clear mm. Wendy Williams might have gossip but fuck Kelvin Hunter that's that's I'm, I'm gonna say that that like there's levels absolutely if i gotta choose what side to be on in that one that's an easy decision at the end of the day she should rather you feel how you feel about her gossiping she should have her rights exactly and access to her her funds and normal functioning life Mm -hmm. most definitely most definitely but uh going ahead and closing out man i go by the name of reggie days and this has been yet another episode of reality bites today i've been joined by my right hand man she the dream yeah and we have been joined by the lovely my name is Ari, y'all. Thank you so much for having me. Ari, go ahead and Thank tell you, everybody Ari. how they can reach you. All right. You guys can find me on Instagram at Nadie Sabe Official. That's N-A-D-I-E-S-A-B-E Official. And if you look that up on any social media, you'll be able to find me. And, um, yeah, once again, thank you for having me on. Thanks for having this conversation. It's important. And um, watch out for the for the powerful women in your life. Make sure that they're okay and that they're straight and that um, they have the right people in, around them in general. Yeah, well said. Honestly, watch out for powerful people in your life because mm-hmm. there's also you know we see a lot of these situations. I guess to close out, um, we see a lot of these situations happen with people who are mega rich. You see the estates of Michael Jackson and Prince. You see these estates of like. Look at what Marvin Gaye's family been doing. Mm. Look at, you know, look at Bill Withers' family. Look mm. at, like, a lot of it. We got to remember that as people protect yourself, get your paperwork done, get things done to protect yourself legally so that, you know, if things do happen, your rights are intact. But also keep an eye on the people around you. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have those things in place, be ready to fight ten toes to protect those people, man. Mm-hmm. One hundred later days.
mother's never eating right, you see She never really won her fight She's handing me her torch to light, yeah up. Your fears and tribulations, they are formed into a painting They are formed into a painting of us As I peer across the nation, all your stars get to formation They are more than your creation, the love Yeah.